0: From the, yeah,
1: the, 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 like the news, go, my new hey, bitch, welcome like in everybody. I'm we're all back seat together seat. in the studio. Just kidding, we're doing virtual <laughs> shit because I'm an infected son of a bitch. But uh, Patrick O'Leary's back, Vince is back, Taylor's Hello. back on the crack, and the Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> are headed to the playoffs.
2: They're back uh, too. Goddamn right they are.
1: And that's that's why we had that silly Meek Mill song. Um, Shilly, yes. famous Silly hate for Philadelphia ass. anthem. A very nice surprise. Twenty to sixteen, come from behind uh, victory, which is nice to see against that shitty shithole of a team, the Washington football team.
3: Shitty. Shit teams, uh, fans. Shit, were fans, were fans murdered.
1: shit stadium. They were almost murdered by the stadium, which is pretty pretty cool, honestly. That would have been Not a magic wonder if that was me. If I if I died at the uh, the stadium at the Washington stadium, Dan Snyder's uh, shit field. toilet hole. Yeah, FedEx Snyder shithole. Uh, I would have taken it as a badge of honor.
3: Snyder but World. Unfortunately,
1: but unfortunately or fortunately, whatever the case may be, nobody got hurt. Um Jalen Hurts honestly could have been murdered, which would have been Dude, kind of fucked up. He that he
3: could was, have been crushed.
0: I thought it was, was close.
3: That was if he was a step to his left, his ankles crushed. So I mean like that would have been extremely Philly. So thank God uh, he was able to, you know, not be a step to his left. Yeah, especially coming
2: way, off an ankle injury, that's scary as hell.
1: Sure. And Jalen, actually, did you see the letter that Jalen wrote to the, yeah. Uh, yeah. to the football team? That's very a very well written letter. So yeah, not sum only it up. is our quarterback not only is our quarterback very handsome, very talented, <laughs> but he's a very articulate writer too. And yeah. he's <laughs> only 23.
3: To sum it up for the people, I he was basically just saying, uh, he was expressing his worry about the people who. Fell and all that, and I mean, essentially, I think I heard that uh, I don't know if it was one of the people that fell or someone nearby said all of the uh, security guards and the football team are just like get the fuck up, like we are worried about anyone
2: being injured. It's like well, the one cameraman tried to kick a fan. Yeah, I mean, it was, well, to be sir. fair,
1: I think the cameraman was getting like his leg was getting crushed. I'm pretty sure that that's what was going on there. Although if you it watched, didn't. If you watched the
2: it. video. That well, wasn't what I mean, was happening. Uh, he was just trying to kick the guy because the guy was on the ground. <laughs> But no, I, you know. I
1: don't believe that he would try to do that. But, but I mean, uh, either way. I, uh, oh, I would have kicked either... the guy
2: too if he fell on me.
1: <laughs> but Vince, Vince and Pat, we're going to be either a 6 or 7 seed, depending on what happens on Sunday. I'd say it's probably um, safe to say we're going to be it, 7. I, so it looks like we're going to have a date with the Bucks, which is not good. I mean, the Antonio Brownless Bucks.
3: I thought but, it was going to uh, be the Rams. That's
1: not really a good matchup.
0: I think it's, it's seventy percent like it's Bucks. Be the
1: Bucks. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, okay. Yeah, it's see, like, listen, my
3: like, my thinking on the playoff outlook and who we're going to play here is, um, I get it, the Bucks are banged up, and that is, you know, what it is, and the Rams have more talent on paper, considering the healthy roster, but I don't ever imagine a world where I am like happy to play Tom Brady in the playoffs. Like, well, I know we beat him in the Super Bowl. I know so. Let's like leave that in the past, but Tom Brady's playoff track record is what it is, and right now I saw someone say this on Twitter Matthew Stafford is giving the ball away like gifts on Christmas the way he's been turning it over against teams, so like I think I would prefer a matchup with the Rams, but you know I'll take what we can get and I'm just happy I'm just happy to be here
1: well, I'm happy to be here too, but to uh to put it like mildly, both opponents either opponent are better more talented than the Eagles oh, yeah so, um. It doesn't really make sense to like break down like oh he we could do this or we couldn't do that. Let's just enjoy the ride. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, I mean, Let's enjoy you the gotta, ride uh, in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, but you gotta I mean, have
1: that
3: mentality in any any given Sunday or Saturday, I suppose.
2: What, is, what did Jeff Stoutland say all those years ago? What did he put on the wall? An underdog is a hungry is a hungry dog. dog. And hungry dogs well, run faster. So I don't give a true. fuck what Seamus is saying. I don't give a fuck what Vince is saying. Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. It's going to be Bengals-Eagles-Super Bowl. Either that or Chargers-Eagles, which would be kind of sick either way. Oh. And we're going to beat their ass. I would I like to O'Leary see the Bengals make a run.
1: O'Leary has gone from Bud Light to uh, crack cocaine being his drug of <laughs> choice. But, you know, whatever makes him happy. Uh, I like his optimism, but, I mean, um, you know, he, he's he got the unrealistic – I'm drinking the cool uh, I'm drinking the cool – the unrealistic Philadelphia sports fan mentality. I'm drinking the Before- cool
3: before we get too into the, the outlook for the playoffs, like let's just talk about that game on Sunday because it was a typical Eagles come out and kind of look like you just can't get it going for the first half. And then, you know, they kind of put it together in the second half. It's just the story of our lives with this team. It's crazy how this has now been under two coaching regimes in a row where the team just can't get going in the first half. But it is what it is. Uh, you walk away with a win, and that's
2: all you can really ask for. My biggest issue, there is, especially on first down, is like, You look at a guy like Sirianni who all year started running the ball, was having success there. First drive, they come out, they run the ball like the first three plays. And then after that on first down, he's throwing the ball. I'm like, dude, why don't you just keep running the ball? It's working. Just run it straight up their gut. Boston Scott was eating. Uh, Jordan Howard was eating. Like, just keep doing that. And he, he went away from that. And that's what I think is going to contribute to our slow starts in the beginning. If he keeps trying to throw the ball on first down, why not just run it, get a couple of yards, and then see what you can do from there. Can we
1: please talk about Josh Schwett and how amazing he is? I'm oh, yeah. um, a big Schwett. fan of
2: him. He's been awesome.
0: He's been uh, fantastic.
1: Heineke, Heineke couldn't do anything with Josh Schwett in his face the entire time. So, I mean, that was good to see. He continues to be a monster. So, yeah. on, the, and, uh, on, the defense, on the defensive side of things, at least we have I, our boys.
3: I think I said this last week or the week before on the show. Um, but after seeing the way Ron Rivera managed the clock in that game, I think it's safe to say, and this is a crazy statement that people wouldn't have imagined seven weeks ago, Nick Sirianni is probably the best coach in the NFC East.
1: (laughs) And you have a lot of respect for Mr. Rivera, Vince, which, you know, I do. He's a good coach. But I mean, that was pretty brutal. Uh,
3: Yeah. So that's like the one thing I wanted to talk about. Like first and foremost, Nick Sirianni, uh, I'm not, everyone's been giving him his flowers on Twitter, so I'm not doing anything out of the ordinary here, but, the way that he turned this season around, we so think about it. We're sitting there, at two and five. He's talking about, you know, flowers and all that shit, and everyone's killing him for it. And then he turns around and goes ten and two as, up to this point. And he, I mean, I guess you could say he listened to the fans as far as running the ball, but it's much more than just that. He's really got this offense looking like a competent offense. Obviously, we need them to continue that in the first half rather than only the second half. But it is nice to see that he was able to turn what looked like a very, very lost year and what was supposed to be a rebuilding year into we're in the playoffs now.
2: Putting, the Giants, the, uh, putting the Giants and the football team to shame. They think yeah. it's a multi-year rebuild? Now nah, we'll just go right for it next yeah. year. Fuck it, right?
3: Like Joe Judge at the end of last year talking shit about us uh, losing that game and now look his team's bat- right back to the fucking being dog shit. And how, but, about,
2: uh, how about Carson Wentz taking a... Uh, what was it, eleven and five team and <laughs> makes them nine and seven, and then Jalen Hurts comes in, takes yeah, I mean, a uh, four and eleven and one team and makes them nine and seven. So I mean, not to make it about not, Wentz, not much of a uh, QB controversy back when you point. look back.
1: <laughs> so, it was good to it. see Wentz shit the bed though. It was yeah. so good to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I love I mean, I watching him shit to bed.
2: I can't let's wait talk, for him to do it in the well. What about or, Hurts too now?
1: They're not. Like, they even going to make the playoffs, dude.
2: It would. Uh, uh, they literally are because otherwise the. Uh, the Raiders and the Chargers would have to tie in order for them to not make the playoffs. And Jags Oh, I
3: thought, and the Jags. Yes, win, and yeah. the
2: Jags would have to beat them. So it's very realistic. It's just- that they're oh, I thought it
1: playoffs. was just that Indianapolis had to beat the Jags.
2: Now, if they so if they lose to the Jags and the Raiders and the Chargers tie, then they get in. Yeah. they should just
1: they tie on purpose. They should just tie on purpose.
2: They could literally do that, but they're not going to. I mean- <laughs> they're division rivals. They're not going to do that. Oh, yeah, I mean that's that's sick, the whole though. point of having divisional games is the last week because like you're not gonna necessarily mail it in against a division rival. Um, oh, yeah. Like I I guarantee Gardner Minshew is gonna come out firing on Saturday, which P.S. By the way, thank God it's Saturday. That's gonna be a fucking riot. Um, oh yeah, but uh, I guarantee he comes out. He's probably gonna have a Jess performance against the Dallas secondary team, Dallas second team. Like
3: yeah, they'll probably give I think Jalen maybe a quarter in that game before they sit him. Uh, it'd be smart if they did that. No more. I, maybe they don't play him at all.
2: Yeah, my biggest issue there is you just got a couple guys that just went down with COVID. So it's Yeah, like, exactly. They're, they're like, you have Jason Kelsey, who's the heart and soul of that O-line. You I have don't 12 guys Jaylen. that just went
1: down with COVID. Yeah,
2: but, like, I don't want to see Jalen get hurt by getting speared by some guy. Yeah. I'd rather see uh, Minshew or somebody else get
3: hurt get yeah, speared it's, by it's some it's, guy. Really, it's really just not worth it. And, like, we just talked about Sirianni. I think the next guy in line for his respect in this season is Jalen Hurts. Um, You know, obviously questions all year about – his arm, and there, there still might be questions there, but just about his general talent, and I don't think there's ever been a question about the type of person he is, like his leadership and everything, but he proved a lot of people wrong this year, in my opinion. You can say what you want about him, but he was essentially, for the most part of this year, when you look at number of games played, it was event, essentially his first year under a rookie head coach and a coaching staff that was basically all new, a guy that has never called plays before, and he did what needed to be done, whether it was with his feet or his arms, to put this team in the playoffs in his first year as a full-time starter in the NFL, he's also improved
1: every single week. Yeah, and, yeah,
2: that's like, exactly almost, what I was going to say. Almost
1: every aspect of his game.
2: His his you know accuracy I mean? I mean, this past week was off the charts compared to like, yeah. more recent weeks. It's like he literally was like hitting guys on the hands, and if people were dropping it, they were dropping it. But like that's not his fault. Like he his accuracy his accuracy has only gone up even on a little deep balls even on stuff like that. Like
3: he is one of like the for... most composed quarterbacks like I've seen on and off the field. He's very impressive. Obviously, like this is not a this is nothing to do with football, but the way he was cool, calm, and composed when that friggin' state uh, railing fell on him almost, and he was cool about it. But
2: like, help some guys. His, look some pictures. He's got
3: he's got good pocket awareness, which is something that Carson has been had been lacking in his last couple of years. But that is
1: also improved. His pocket awareness has improved substantially yeah. every week. Looks yeah, I agree, I agree. So it, yeah, I
3: mean, and. I just think that anyone that was, you know, a Carson apologist or a real Carson stand that just automatically was slanted towards Jalen. Like, at this point, you have to like just be a fan of the team, the quarterback of your team, especially when the guy is carrying you to the playoffs. Because, again, I said this in a group chat the other day because we were arguing about Wentz and Hurts and who was better this year, which it's it's all meaningless, keep in mind. But I said this, and I think it to be true. Jalen Hurts was directly responsible for more Eagles wins than Col- Carson Wentz was directly responsible for Colts wins. I don't think that's even
1: a hot not take sure. at all. The Colts, sure. Colts
3: have been carried this year by Jonathan Taylor and the defense. Not to say Carson's had a bad year. I'm not going to needlessly yeah, shit but, on the guy. Yeah, but but I don't
1: I, think the Colts would even be playoff contenders without, without uh, Jonathan Taylor.
3: Absolutely not. You could uh, plug in. Their
1: whole team.
3: You could plug in a lot of – mediocre quarterbacks in that team, and if Jonathan Taylor plays the same and the defense is still playing that way, they would be in arguably the same position. Jalen Hurts was directly responsible for a lot of a lot of our wins this year. Without him, I don't know how many wins we have. And what's funny about this team is if they had realized their identity as a running team a little bit earlier in the season, we could have like 11 or 12 wins. I mean, you, you count that that Chiefs game could have been a win if the run game was stronger in it. Uh, That Giants game, that first loss, I still think that was ridiculous. Um, I'm trying to think. There was another, oh, the Falcons game or the 49ers game. I mean, like, there's a couple games in there that got lost in translation. That it's really crazy to think
2: of what this team could have done if they realized that earlier. Should have beat the Chargers too, like way back there. Like, but that Niners game is the
0: main one, though, for that. Yeah,
2: I agree. That was a terrible, terrible game. But because you look at it now, we'd be six seed if we'd beat them. But
3: yeah, I hate doing that. Uh, I hate doing it friends. too,
2: it's true, but it's, it's just true. if we
3: realized our identity earlier in the year, it really could have been such a different season. But, yeah, but you know, I'll, Sirianni, I'll take it.
0: But, <laughs> oh, it is.
3: And that's why I think it so
1: was – that's fa- why you can give him total praise because there are he people put, he put them in this position yeah. to barely making the playoffs.
3: There are there people barely. that are rewriting history and shitting on people who shit on Sirianni. Don't get me wrong. I should on Sirian- We should on Sirianni. Sir- deserve- Sirianni, he, deserve- deserved- he deserved what he was getting for the first seven ish weeks of the season. And then he uh, improved. And that's all you can ask for out of a rookie head coach. It's not to say that, you know, we, we could have been better had we realized our identity, but these are the trials and tribulations of having a first year play caller as your head coach. You know and all you can ask with- is that he, like Jalen, improve every week.
1: Like going back before the. Uh- the start of the season, we can listen to old From the (laughs) Newsweek shows of, oh, hey, Vince, hey, Pat, what's going to be important for Nick Sirianni in this offense? Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball right away. We've been saying that, like, since before the season started. And it took them eight weeks, but, I mean, I guess – The Philadelphia
2: Public bullied Nick Sirianni into rubbing the ball. Sometimes bullying does work. I hate to say it, but – I mean, bullying um, works. It, it
0: does. Here's here's an
3: interesting here's an interesting we stat. We have for
0: bullying on this show. Here's an
3: an interesting Jalen Hurts stat that uh, I saw tweeted today. So Jalen Hurts in the red zone this year, 13 touchdowns, one interception, nine rushing touchdowns, and a 102.7 passer rating, which leads the NFL in the red zone.
1: Dominant.
3: It, I mean, it. You can't. You cannot say a bad thing about that. When he gets in the red zone, the dude scores. Like it's 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 great and. I just am happy for the guy because he's – all year I've been, like, just really pulling for him, not just because he's our quarterback, because he is such a good leader and off-the-field guy that you just want to see him succeed. Yeah. I think
1: at the end of the day what's most important is Sirianni's got a taste of the playoffs, right, uh, and so does Hurts. So, and so do guys like Devontae. Yeah, yeah. Like this, this This is going to be like a building block season. Like, even if – say we advance, like, past the first round, even better – but just for this team to get some playoff experience going into next year, it's going to be um, invaluable. So
3: Yeah, I mean, because even, if you're a, even if you play in the first game and you lose, whatever, you, the playoff experience is key. And, and, again, it's not to be understated how important playoff experience is for a guy in his rookie year as a head coach and, again, essentially a rookie quarterback. Like, it, that's invaluable experience. And, listen, I saw a stat the other day. Jalen Hurts will be making his first playoff start – at a younger age than Carson Wentz made his NFL debut.
1: That's crazy. Th- that is an stuff.
3: insane stat to think about. This guy is so young, and we are just – we don't think of him that way a little bit because we saw so much success where he was in the forefront of college football at Alabama and Oklahoma, so he's been in our, in our face a little bit longer. But you remember how young this dude is, and it's crazy to think of where, how much more he could keep growing as a quarterback.
1: Like he not—he's yeah, o- He's only 23 years old, like yeah, only he's, 23. He's far from a finished product. He's almost three years younger than I am. Yeah. That's sad. That, that's sad. I feel, like, terrible about myself.
3: But um, you know? I'm just going to even skip over talking about this Dallas game because it's it's going to be a joke. It, it is what it is. Let's talk about the playoffs here. Obviously, we think it's looking like the Bucs. Yeah, the Bucks. It's
1: probably going to be the I think the Taylor most.
3: said 70%. Um, So we're just going to sit here right now, we might tell ourselves we'll lose. But uh, I love about Philadelphia that we will talk
2: ourselves into us winning that game.
1: We're going to win it. But the- but the thing is, like, we can win this game. We can like, win that saying, game, yeah. I'm not saying No A.B., indefinite.
2: no Chris Godwin.
1: Like, all Evan's have, just shaking like, up.
2: You could, if you could shut down Gronk, that's huge. But, I mean, that's that's probably the biggest hole in there because we have linebackers that suck.
1: By the way, um, say what you want about A.B., but when he came back from, like, the suspension and everything else, he he was needed, and, and he contributed to that yeah, team. He, he caught a Super and Bowl touchdown. That, honestly, I hate to say it because I think he's a psycho. Uh, but it's a big loss for Tampa Bay, and that's a well, advantage yeah. right
3: there. In a in a time where they're without Chris Godwin and they have a banged up Mike Evans, Antonio they Brown being him. there would have been would have been very nice. At
2: that. the same time, though, Tom Brady can make anybody into an into an yeah all- receiver.
3: And I mean, Tom look Brady at Chris
2: for years. Yeah,
3: Tom Brady is the direct reason why I would prefer a matchup with the Rams. But again, I think this the Bucks team is beatable. I don't think they're a juggernaut or anything. I just think I'm listen. I, I have PTSD. Since the time I can even have memories, Tom Brady has been dominating the NFL playoffs uh, for, <laughs> for as long as I can remember. Like, it, it, it is what it is. Call it PTSD. Call it holding on to old things because Tom Brady isn't exactly what he used to be. But, yeah, I'm scared of a first-round playoff matchup with Tom Brady. But, you know, I'll, I have a dog downstairs, so I'll go hang out with her and I'll get over it.
2: Yep, goddamn right. Pay your dog. No, no fucking scaredy-cat shit around here. No, Bulldogs. but I, think- I have
1: a cat. I would say the scariest oh, aspect of it will it, be
2: Steve, we don't talk the, about that. the
3: scariest aspect of the game will be our offense against our defense. We're going to see just how uh, how much our offense has gotten it together because the Bucks defense is obviously one of the best units in the NFL. So that'll be a great test for them, and again, invaluable playoff experience.
2: And I mean, go back, look at those Saints games. Like, look how the Saints played them. I know the Saints didn't score a ton against them necessarily, but look how they played against that defense. we defense. played
3: them. We played them well yeah. this year.
2: Yeah, and I don't, look I don't at how them. the Saints defense played them because if you yeah. can stop them like the Saints did, I mean, then you're kind of set. And they did that when they were at full strength without A.B., let it be, but uh, still, like... Yeah, I mean, I the bottom it, line is fun.
1: the Eagles have a shot. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, what more can you ask hey, for? Hey,
2: with
3: those Jason Kelsey speeches before games, how could you ha- not oh, have That was so shot? good.
0: I mean, oh, dude, he...
1: God.
3: I think that, like... Not that, not that he hasn't gotten his appreciation before, but, like... We I really just want to like watch because he might retire at the end of this year. Like, I'm really gonna be just like really admiring his game because he really is one of the best players in this generation, maybe even of all time, to put on the midnight green for us and like one of the best centers in NFL history. Well, definitely one, not like, of I really all think time. really No, he's one, one of the of best, best linemen in Eagles history. One of the
1: best, one of the best Eagles players of all time.
3: Yeah, I would at first position.
1: Like absolutely. Who do Who do you, who do you I, got? No, not top five. First put our... position. Yeah. But well, it's hard.
3: It's hard to rank a like a wide receiver against the center.
1: That's why I put over, I put <laughs> over uh, Jason Kelsey, Vince Young, <laughs> and uh, Mo Spates, who was actually on the Sixers, but I still put him <laughs> over uh, Kelsey.
3: Jason Kelsey. I'm just I'm saying that's quite, quite the all sta- greatest eagle.
1: I know, I know, but that's
3: quite the <laughs> statement. Well, shame. I'm not comparing him to like Brian Dahl. Do- it's hard to compare position, but he's easily, I would say, maybe like a top three lineman, offensive lineman to ever play for the Eagles. Yeah, absolutely. He was a major I mean, part of a
0: Super Bowl run. Yeah, like that's no, why. All the Eagles
3: have <laughs> like not for not for nothing. I think the off the field moments like that speech and the Super Bowl speech like that all plays into his legacy as an Eagle.
1: And like, excuse me, that that, that speech adds. is called uh, the Mummer's speech, the Parade speech. Yeah, there you go. That's called that's the Mummer's speech. speech. What do we call the it's Parade called,
2: speech? Our, Shut the our book entire. Off. Speech. It's called the mummers. Just because you're having FOMO because you missed the mummers on Sunday doesn't mean you get to bring the mummers in here.
0: We need to talk about Why'd, that, by the way.
2: Oh,
1: why? Why are you anti mummers? <laughs>
2: uh, there's not, a
1: lot. Okay. our our
3: whole offensive line has been great this year. I also saw I today a stat on
1: anti mummers.
3: A stat on Twitter about Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson didn't allow a single pressure versus Washington. He has now up to 416 pass snaps without giving up a sack. He has the fewest QB hits allowed of all offensive tackles with one. The highest pass block win rate of 95% and the second best pass block efficiency, 98.6%. He, he has put Kelsey been up
1: there absolutely he got, he shut down. He's got to put down. Lane Johnson up there too. He was a major Lane part of the Bowl. Super
3: Bowl. Too. He hasn't. do he'll be up there? I'm sure he will. He hasn't played like long enough yet, but I don't see why not. But like right now this year, Lane, ah, he, he was a
1: major part of a Super Bowl, <clears throat> wasn't it?
3: He, yeah, he was. Um, okay, even cool. having taken some time off for his mental health, Lane Johnson has still put together one of the best years of his career. And then on the other side, you have Jordan Milata also, who, like, thank God for Jordan Milata. Like, that was, like, such a. That draft pick was, like, a very. Why is that
1: cracking up? I don't understand.
2: Your screen is shaking like crazy. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's
1: because um, I'm shaking. I have to anyway. run it, dude. I'm, I'm literally <laughs> dying. Your I, put your phone down. You're lucky that I agreed to do this.
3: Okay, should I go on? Yes, go sir. on. I was just I was just gonna say the Eagles drafting Jordan Mailata was such a such a lucky thing to happen because obviously it was like a real late pick and they basically said here's a prospect, an Australian rugby player, you know, mold him into a linebacker.
2: So the craziest part about Mailata to me, always, and I know I've said it before, is that he was a punt returner. <laughs> the man yeah. was bred to be fast as hell and to juke people. How the fuck do you convert that man into an alignment? He's, a I dominant get he's,
3: alignment at that? Yeah.
2: yeah. Like, how, like, how do you just teach him that? Like, Real credit you know, to man. Jeff
3: Stoutland, man. One of the best yeah. position coaches in the entire NFL.
2: Yeah. He really and is. You see it with, uh, with him especially. It's like you, he literally turned a guy that was a punt returner and a rugby player into one of the best linemen in the NFL who maybe should have gotten a Pro Bowl vote. But, you know. Not gonna take it. It's his first year, yeah. and not. Well, Jake Elliott should have
1: gotten a Pro bill. Oh, that's, absolutely, that's, Jake that's, Elliott.
2: That's a definite. that is the I mean,
1: big to, to me. Head. That's the biggest snub, was uh, Jake Elliott. Yeah, uh, that's I, I, my it's guy. up there
3: for sure. But uh, I mean, I guess there's not much else to talk about. I guess you know we'll just. I, I guess we'll be excited. I don't know if anyone's gonna be excited for this week's game. It's kind of just like a. Let's I'm hyping this as a- <laughs> I mean, I'm hyped, that it's, is, I'm hyped that it's a Saturday it's night game.
1: It's on a Saturday night, and he's just going to get blackout
2: drunk and watch the birds.
3: I like, yeah, care about, gonna about
2: the outcome. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. I want us to care what happens. I don't gonna gonna care. Such, because it's going to say, cowgirls. that's a carefree
1: uh, uh, watch. Watch party is what it's going to be. <laughs> who's, who's Nothing gonna, on the line.
0: Who's going to shine out of the uh, backup players that we'll have out there?
1: Gardner Minshew is going to have put up. No, a
0: career, that's not like, Gardner Minshew. Best number. Nobody record. else
1: going to have oh, uh, a four hundred yard
3: receiving no, game. Yeah, I actually I think. Uh, I, I, assuming that this guy is the lead back in the game because I think he should be, I would say Kenny Gamo. He could yep. have himself a nice game. Just a good one. I'm
1: going Jack Stahl. Jack Stahl's best game. Yeah. Uh, no way. He yes.
2: it too? Not Dallas. I think the tight ends do both this point. tight ends. What about, yes.
1: What about? Uh, we still got uh,
2: Tyree Jackson.
1: He could be uh, another Avery. one.
3: Bernard Avery? Or he's a linebacker. Yeah. He's a starter.
1: <laughs> he's Oh, is he a starter? That's how Are much I there? know about the Eagles. I think right? I don't think he's a starter. Yes. He's, All right. Well, yeah.
3: he, there's not, a, not much to talk about with this game. Well, he's Davion a Taylor's
2: big game. out, yeah. He's we look gonna, forward to the playoff game. Um Great nomination, Sam. Yeah.
3: Thank you. <laughs> let's talk a little <laughs> bit about um a team that in Philly that played uh, a game last night. So talk about the Sixers for a little bit. We haven't talked about them in a while. There is some some stuff to catch up on, like uh, Joel Embiid like
1: a, is like a 31-point triple-double.
3: Joel Embiid is my lord and savior, and Tobias Harris stinks children, like please. a week-old diaper.
2: Yeah, dude. Um, and he's so what do you want to start soft. with first, Tobias
3: he's or Tobias or Joel? Bitch.
1: Let's start with the Tobias. good first. Oh, you want to start no, with the bad first? Tobias. All right, yeah, sure. I I hate Tobias Harris, and I used to
2: like him. Like I used to. Didn't think you order? he study Jersey.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Totally <laughs> anyway, so.
3: Encouraging the crowd to give more booze, it seemed he like. He thought he
2: was trying to be hard. That's all he, he thought that, like, encouraging the booze, you know, like, fire me up. Yeah, sure. And then when they clap, he's like, don't fucking clap. Don't fucking clap. I'm he, like, dude, he's, what the fuck When um, you do so that, morning.
3: you have to just
1: play better.
2: I know. And they, like, they, all these booze but are very understand. justified. What I, like, what I don't
1: get is what's up with these players in the city that are not good enough to bitch about the fans. Bitching about the fans. I mean, Miles Sanders, or, I hate to say it, dude. He's not—he's not that good. He's not, certainly not good enough to bitch about the fans. And then Tobias, who certainly is a much worse player in no. this sport than than Booby Banders is. I mean, it's just—it's a joke. Well, it's also
3: ridiculous how again, and I've said this on this podcast prior, but the fucking media and people on Twitter, which I know their opinions mean nothing in the end of the day, but everyone acts like this is only a Philly thing. Why are we the people shit on Philly when we boo our teams when it's rightfully? You know, it it makes sense. I've seen plenty of other fan bases boo their team off the court after but a bad half a big, or bad there game. There was a big, there a big, but it's article, only news when we do it.
1: There was a big article in the horrible newspaper that somehow is still around. the The New York Post did a did a huge article on the Tobias Harris thing. It's like why are why are these guys why do they care? Like why do they care? And There's they were basically to saying get
2: after Philly for that's why you're saying
1: well yeah well, they're the basically train. saying. They're basically saying, well, hey, the Philly fans got on Tobias. He's going through a slump, and they got on him, and they didn't like when he clapped back. And it's like, dude, stay out of our city, dude. Stop talking about us. You guys have your own problems.
2: What's The point I thought about that, too, was uh, to- Tobias clapping back and then them saying we didn't like it when he clapped back. The overwhelming thing that happened last night on Twitter – from all the Philly fans I saw was, yeah, all right, Tobias, good. Like, that's fine. We won't clap for you. That's perfectly fine. We don't want to clap for you anyway. <laughs> like He doesn't yeah. give
3: us a reason we to have, clap.
2: We have no reason to clap. Like, why would we? That's fine. If you don't want us to clap, we won't clap. We were just trying like, to get you going. They try and to like, obviously it didn't work.
3: They'll try to, like, make it a personal thing. Like, there have been times where this city has cheered standing ovations for Tobias Harris. He has been good before. Yeah. Right now he deserves to be booed because he's getting paid a lot of money to play good and he is playing pretty fucking terrible. He's playing pretty
2: bad. Least efficient score in the league, probably uh, like uh, twenty points on twenty shots, that kind of stuff. Like it's, if yeah, he's, he's he scoring twenty, he's he's either putting up like twenty to thirty shots. Like
1: I mean he's, he's not the only one that's struggling. Like obviously Seth has looked like shit.
2: I mean so Seth so he's not up a, the second half yesterday.
1: Yeah, but I mean overall lately he hasn't been playing that well. So I mean there's like, been
2: one man on the court
3: there's been one man on the court that has really been there for it all and that's your December Eastern Conference player of the month, Joel Embiid.
1: I feel I like mean, he's, he's playing been, better this year than he than he did last
2: year. He is. He literally is.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, this guy's an MVP and it's just a shame like when you look at the state of the Sixers, it's a shame like what's happening. That like, you're wasting him. That so, you're wasting him. I mean, like the last time we talked they were hovering around 500, now they're 20 and 16, I believe. So, I mean, they're they're playing better basketball. They're they're winning, but um, you know it's just a shame that it's basically ultimately going to be a lost year. In <laughs> I think this year Embiid's going to win MVP. So it's it's just sucks. But I mean, I mean he's we up there. We have the
2: <laughs> Except they'll actually make the playoffs because they're better than the.
1: Ph- <laughs> oh well,
3: also and, it's
2: easier to make the playoffs in the NBA.
3: This is not the whole month of December, but in the last six games, Joel Embiid is averaging the following: thirty three point seven points per game. 10 rebounds per game, 1.7 blocks per game, 1.5 steals per game. He's shooting 54% from the field, 48% from three, and 85% from the free throw line. That is in fucking, insane numbers, and, like, it's not, like, that crazy to say. Like, he is easily, I think, at this point, the most skilled big man I've ever seen. And, like, he that's did. even when you throw – like, obviously, like, you know, you want to talk about, like, Hakeem Olajuwon is up there. Obviously, he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But I've never seen a big man do some of the things Joel does. Like, you'll watch him, you, you know, not... he'll, he'll drive in the lane and he'll he'll put up a pump fake and do a spin and shoot a fadeaway. Like, you I've never seen a 7-foot-plus, 300-pound man do things like this. And he's
2: that, an animal. That, that... A hero last night coming down the court. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, he the footwork incredible. insane. The Behind the back, just, like, literally just putting Tice in a fucking body bag. Like, the the man will never cease to amaze me no matter, like, what he does. Like, he just is one of the most insane players ever. He's getting
3: very close, if not already being there, to, like, like Sixers, like, uh, Mount Everest. like he's already on there. He's already on there. He's already on there. Yeah, well, he's I think, both the, uh, I, think <laughs> I I think I saw someone put up theirs and it was AI, um, Wilt, Barkley, Charles Barkley, Barkley and Barkley. I forget the fourth one. Doctor J, Doctor J. So and like, everybody that was, was like,
2: everybody was like, honestly, might have to switch out. Carl,
3: right? B. Yeah. One guy said I mean, Doctor
2: J for Embiid, and I was like, oh, yeah, well that's yeah, a little no, ridiculous. little that's, ridiculous. No, that's no, no, because it. that's definitely. essentially
3: saying that's essentially saying Charles Barkley is better than Doctor J, and that's just
2: yeah, like, that's, that's just wrong,
3: completely false. Yeah,
1: you can't leave Charles Barkley up there and remove Doctor J.
3: Charles Barkley, I mean, you you, you could debate where he had his best years, but he won his MVP with the Suns. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, but Joel is knocking on that door if he's not already there.
1: I hate the Mount Rushmore's and stuff. I I hate that because I think it's stupid. But, I mean, I'll have the conversation. And right now, dude, in the history of your organization, Joel Embiid's one of the best players ever in the history of your organization. It's to You have to put him up there.
3: It's a treat that we get to watch him on our team, but at the same time, it's torture knowing this fucking uh, this organization isn't getting him the help that he deserves.
1: It sucks, dude. So really every night sucks. you go
3: back and forth, you're like, man, I love Joel Embiid. I'm so lucky that I get to watch him. And then five minutes later when you watch, like, Tobias Harris shoot his 13th turnaround jumper and miss it again, you're like, oh, my God, I hate this team because they won't get Joel any help.
1: But, like, at what point are we going to put Daryl Morey on the hot seat? Or is he just going to get away from get, get away with murder? I mean, is, what, that, is that what like I mean, dude, he could have moved that. Ben. He could have moved him for what?
2: It doesn't matter for what. At least it can't does, say
0: that exactly. It's literally,
2: it yeah, matters. Well, for just, the, if you want to get Joel to that, help, that's what matters it, more than anything. If it you want to get
1: because, help,
3: so there has to Shane, be someone out there. If you if has you, has to you to trade to made, if you trade Ben Simmons like right now for for you know a bag of chips or whatever, you're you're, you're in the same position you'd be in without that player or that trade. Yeah. So I get I get the. I know it's frustrating, but you have to re- keep reminding yourself that right now, and this could change in the offseason, right now no one is willing to give up anything of worth for Benson. But,
1: like, if he was such a magical GM that everyone said he is, oh, he's one of the best GMs of all time or in the game right now, that's well, what everyone is. said when he came here. Couldn't he work some magic and get a deal or somebody like that? Couldn't he, like, make something happen?
0: Once. Shame it.
1: Uh, you're asking the dude. Yeah. Look, Quick. look. I'm just saying.
0: Look at this team before he came here. It was dreadful. You had the worst Al Horford cr- contract you could ever imagine. Like Josh there's a million Richardson things that he's changed, and this team wouldn't look anything like it is now, with or without Ben. So bro, you're I think criticizing him, him is move. silly.
3: Like keep in mind, he he traded Josh Richardson for Seth Curry. He drafted Tyrese Maxey. He drafted Isaiah Joe. He drafted uh, uh what's the B ball Paul. Like he uh, he made the but move I, to get Al Horford off this team and bring in Danny Green. Like, you're, let's not judge him. Just I know the Ben Simmons thing is the biggest part of his career with the Sixers thus far. But let's not brush o- let's not brush off all of the great moves that he made to bring us well, to the a way, one seed last by year. The
1: way. Isaiah Joe did have a good game last night.
3: He was fantastic.
1: Eighteen from five of eight from
3: three. Yeah, you know why he was so good last night because Doc it wasn't was not It his coaching. first
1: like good game. It was his first good game, and I feel like a very long yeah, time. Yeah, you know though. why? Literally,
3: because yeah.
2: Doc was not coaching. He's he didn't not, not Doc given Doc many
3: opportunities in Doc's coaching.
2: Yeah, Doc's sitting there. He's like, oh, I'm gonna give Furcon in a slump all man. Listen, it's,
3: I'm not advocating that I want.
2: good last night. Too. I'm not advocating Fine. that
3: I want Doc Rivers to uh be ill, but I wouldn't mind if he uh didn't
1: come back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep, yep. Hey, wait. wait yep, Vince yep. wants Doc Rivers to die from COVID, I think, is what he just said, which is not no, very nice. And no, no, no. I'll say it. I
2: want Doc Rivers to die from COVID. <laughs> oh,
0: he very wants very him to have a really bad not tummy good. ache.
2: I want him to get yeah. gastroenteritis to the point where he can't eat. <laughs>
3: wow, that is. That is, I, want that
2: is Dan, I want Dan Burke to coach the rest of the games for the He's been year. The lineups he was putting out last night were actually incredible. That was like, good, yeah. I loved the lineups he was putting out. And it's like something like. That just seems so foreign to Doc. Like he played Embiid for pretty much the entire first quarter, and then you you take out the starters, mix in bench guys with Embiid in the first quarter, and then you bring in the second quarter. You start with so Drummond. Been, but like,
1: what he's been doing, it looks like Embiid's been playing the entire first quarter and the entire third quarter, correct?
2: Pretty no, much. No.
1: Yeah, that's what it looks like. Is or the majority of the first and third quarters.
2: He plays. He plays the majority of the first. He plays about the same amount he would in the third, and then he comes out because then you can rest him up for the rest of the fourth. Which is the Towers whole thing. laughing
1: at me because I'm trying to understand basketball.
2: <laughs> but like, the I've been biggest watching thing it. Is, and I'm
1: trying to I'm trying to understand it.
2: The biggest thing is with the Sixers is they tend to get off to a little bit of a hot start and then cool off as soon as the bench comes in. So, if you let your best player stay in there the entire first quarter and keep that lead up, and then you saw in the second quarter when he wasn't playing as much, they immediately dropped it. They went back down to be down one point at halftime. Like it's just it's it's awesome to see the lineups that he mixes it up with and actually, they actually work in the end. Because I said it last yeah. night. To my, to, it makes uh, you
3: hate Doc even more.
2: Yeah, and I said it last night to some people. There's no, there's one of two ways this game ends. It's either a blowout win or a one-point loss. And at halftime, it would have been a one-point loss, so we got a little bit of the best of both worlds, and then we got a but blowout. by the way, the- yeah. He, they they are a terrible team I mean, Houston they
1: they
3: they oh, yeah, they they got, got really all, all kinds of things really falling mad. apart as far as Kevin Porter Jr like leaving the game
2: yeah
1: but, you, um, you kind of have to
2: take that this into is,
3: account though. this is i guess sixers adjacent uh nikola jokic was recently asked um about the being up 3-1 against the clippers last year and how they were able to come back and he essentially said um they didn't change how they guarded me at all. And once we got, up, once we got it to 3 3 we knew they were done. That is a direct indictment on our coach because he was the coach of that team, obviously. See, and, producer yeah. Taylor
1: loves this conversation because he is a noted uh, Doc Rivers hater. Listen, he I can. Doc I want to
3: admit something. I will come clean about this. I couldn't have been more wrong about the the Sixers coaching. Like,
1: oh, I know that. you're going to say the same I, thing about the GM eventually. I like Doc Rivers.
3: And I was happy we brought him in. You're
1: going to and take I that pre-
3: back. I preferred Doc Rivers over Tyron Lue, and I couldn't live to regret that anymore. Because yeah. Tyron Lue is actually a great. Um, he's a great. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The fucking, in-game adjuster.
1: I thought you were looking uh, for the word coach, but that, that, that yeah. Well, I was trying to. I thought he was
3: yeah, I mean, for too.
1: How the, more did the word coach slip your mind?
3: I was being a little more specific. Yeah, he makes adjustments amazingly, and that's up. That's Doc's biggest uh, fault. I I
0: and heard then, a I heard a juicy rumor that uh, they did not want to look at Tyronn Lue because he is a clutch client. These years,
1: <laughs> I mean, that's,
3: I don't
0: know how much truth there is to that, but I, I mean, you can so connect some dots there.
1: You were reported that <laughs> Marcus Hayes
0: or something? No.
2: Barkston probably. No.
1: <laughs> well, at that point did they she have she a bad relationship playing? with Clutch? Cuz that I, was before last year,
3: right?
0: I, I think it's just a general league-wide the, disliking yeah. of Clutch.
3: Yeah, cuz rich Paul like runs the league. Yes. Yeah. 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 Adele's
1: Bob's <laughs> in some capacity. Um no, the whole but not, Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, it's a been all things a mess. I don't think there's anything to say about the Sixers' year other than it's just been like weird. Like someone uh, today, we were having a conversation about the Sixers, and someone said something to the effect of, "They have to go four and zero in this next four-game stretch. They need to stop dicking around. They're six in the in the East. They need to stop fucking around, basically." And I said something to the extent of, "I don't think they're fucking around. I think this is just how they are. I think this, this
0: is, is what who they
2: are. are.
0: This is yeah. what they are." Like, I mean, when you're just
2: Joel Embiid playing his heart out and. No and one um, else. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, think the bottom line is this.
0: Until you get
1: Embiid help, I mean, th- this is who they are. You can't rely on role players to exceed well, yeah. expectations because every single night. Night in, night like in and
3: night out. Night in and night out when Joel Embiid plays. You know you're going to get a great game ahead of him. That's not. But then you have to wonder, well, one night it's going to be Tobias love a nice game. And then another night it'll be Seth. And another night it'll be Furkan. And another night it'll be this guy, that guy. It's never... Every night, it's like, okay, here's three guys that are going to get you this win. Here's three guys this game. Here's four guys. The whole team's going to perform this game. No, it's usually Joel and maybe one other guy that perform well in the same game. And you can't have that.
2: And you look at a team like Brooklyn, who now has uh, two, and a half, yeah. two and a half guys because, you know, Kyrie's only on road games. But uh, no, I mean, a like, it's, it sucks because, like, you look at a team like that who literally just were like, hey, we should team up and do all this shit because it's a big, t- it's a big market team. And. You look at Philadelphia. It's not necessarily a small market, but it's not like a big draw for players. It's not like we have beaches. We have like a cultural center of the world in New York. We have uh, LA where it's just LA. Like it, you don't have all that, but you do have the talent on this team with in Joel Embiid. And I guarantee there's a lot of people that want to play with him, but might not want to play for Doc Rivers. Philly, might yeah. not.
1: But like I don't get the notion that Philadelphia is not a big
2: market sports. Fan. It is. It's not. It's in the not, NBA
3: is, right now, no, especially really players want to go more to. They want to go to the West Coast. They want to go
2: West Coast and they want to go Florida, which is why you see people going to Miami Heat like Kyle Lowry. Uh, which is why, and then people want to go to New York because New York's New York. Um, Who wants they, go you, to go? It's like New York. an
1: hour away from here.
2: That's you know what
1: I mean. They I feel like eat. players want to
3: go to New York, but the New York franchises are just has just been not. Well, I guess like you know you look at Brooklyn.
2: Yeah, everybody yeah. wants to go there now. I mean because they got yeah. the Knicks, you
1: know, whatever. Well, the Knicks
2: are up and coming. the Knicks even like they also, they're on their way up. This is this is
3: uh I guess this is now completely unrelated to the Sixers, but it's basketball. Um DeMar DeRozan has been playing out of his fucking mind. He hit ba- he hit uh, first player ever to hit buzzer beaters in back-to-back uh games or days. And um I think I saw today someone on Twitter, some e- some ESPN NBA guy, I can't remember who it was, said Whoa. that he said no, not Woj. Woj is actually smart and this is a dumb statement. This person uh, said that DeMar DeRozan should be in consideration for most improved. DeMar DeRozan has been very, very good for a while. People just kind of yeah. forgot about him because he's been on San Antonio before this year, and San Antonio is kind of like in a in like um what's the what's the thing between hell and heaven? I can't think of it. Purgatory. A word. They've been in like a purgatory. Like they're not that bad, but Philadelphia. But they're also not good at. Yeah, so <laughs> How's it going?
1: No, but I think Philadelphia
0: He's been
3: on this very mediocre Spurs team for like three years, I think, before he got to Chicago. He's been good there, but you just don't hear about him because the Spurs are a boring team and they weren't good. Suddenly he's back in like the media spotlight and they want to give him most improved. It's like he, he's in the running for MVP. Can, yeah, can, I,
0: take. can I well actually something? He was two for 14 in that Pierce's game when he hit that insane buzzer beating three, so.
3: Listen, I'm, I, I'm not trying to say he's the best player ever or anything, but it, it's cool. Yeah. Also, yeah. As, as the resident LeBron stan,
1: Big to Martin,
3: to I just want to take the, a victory uh, lap because no. LeBron is so good and it's a shame the Lakers are so bad.
2: Yep, that's all we uh, Russell Westbrook oh. <laughs> is
3: comically bad.
2: <laughs> so, Russell
3: Westbrook uh, has put together in, one, in 30 games uh, a highlight tape of bloopers that could withstand a whole career for some players. What
1: happened to him?
2: I don't know. He, he, he is just getting exposed for being – the only reason he was ever looked at as good is because he was the only player on OKC and after uh, KD and Harden left, and he would just put up triple-doubles all the time because he was the only one scoring, the only one doing fucking anything at the. At the definition team, so. of
3: empty stats now.
0: Yeah. But he's, and you, he's,
3: Anthony Davis has regressed an insane amount this year. It's actually wild. I never thought that would happen.
0: Remember um, everyone
1: was saying, well, when Anthony Davis comes back. Yeah, I don't know. But LeBron
3: just turned he's 37. <laughs> LeBron just turned 37 last week, and uh, they someone tweeted out like uh, you know a career highlight tape for his birthday. I think it was like a uh, ball his life or whatever.
1: Oh, and that's cute.
3: I just want to say this because I said it about like you know a couple players and Eagles. Like I just want people, even if you hate LeBron, sit back and admire his game for these last couple years because he's gonna retire, and it's gonna be a sad day if you're a true NBA fan because he's either one or two all time. And we've been lucky enough to see him our whole lives. So it's going to be weird when he retires. But he's slowing 40. down at any point yet. 40. I mean, he's, I think this month he's, he's averaging play like 30 points. Oh, you he's going to get, get there. The he's that, was a, uh, that was a funny clip. I don't know exactly what it was taken off of. But uh, LeBron and Savannah, his wife, were doing an interview talking about Bronny. And uh, Savannah said, you know, they were like, what do you want him to do? And he, she was like, oh, you know, I just want him to be happy. You know, whatever that is. I just want him to be happy. And they cut to LeBron. He's like, I want him to go to the NBA. Like, I, I don't he's like, I'm not gonna beat around the bush. He's like, I wanna play with him. Like, that will be one of the we will witness one of the coolest moments in sports if we see LeBron and LeBron James Jr. like take the court uh, like against each other, or I mean if somehow they end
2: up being That will 18. be cool. You know Legend well, M is just gonna go wherever Brownie goes, so <laughs> I, I will
1: I will I will say this though.
2: Pretty sure his contract's a, up around the time. As, so. It is. Vince, it is
1: Vince, as a baseball fan.
3: Ken I know Griffey you're going to
1: say. Junior and Ken Griffey Senior hitting back to back home runs in the same game was one of the best moments of all time in sports. Oh yeah,
3: that's 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 awesome.
0: How that's old cool. are you? That at? was
1: awesome. <laughs> I, don't think he, I wasn't even born. I, don't think <laughs> I was going to say. Like, well, we're talking <laughs> about <in> our <laughs> lifetime. Yeah, Ken our lifetime. Senior Ken Griffey Senior had to have been in his late 40s, early 50s, uh, and he was still starting back to back in the lineup with uh, his son.
3: Yeah, so, that, I mean, no, that's awesome. I just and obviously in basketball it's like a little bit different because you know like the age baseball you can last a little bit longer, but no that's, that's still really what, cool. hitting back to back home runs with a father and son is something that'll be unmatched unless like LeBron and Bronny end up on the same team and he throws his dad like an alley oop or some shit
1: <laughs> to win a t- to win a title or something like, like that, that would
3: yeah. be unreal. But listen, the dude doesn't look like he's slowing down at any point. He's probably gonna easily break the uh, all time scoring record. Yeah. So. Yeah, just wanted to say that stuff is uh, the resident LeBron stand here. But uh famous, you just brought up baseball. There's uh I guess big news in the baseball media world. So
1: it, well first of all, I like, give them the mic here. It's it's big news in the entire world of sports. Yeah, no, well, it, I is. I it is. I agree. It's it's actually ridiculous. Honestly, it's just
2: dictatorship shit.
1: It's totally insane. And like Pat said, it's well dictator break break it down shit. what
2: happened for the so, people that Cameron's aren't aware.
1: Ken Rosenthal is obviously, like, the be- in my opinion, the best. He's the best in the business. In all of sports. In all of sports. I think he's the Definitely best. Definitely
3: baseball. You can make an argument he's up there at Woj and, like, uh, he's better, better than He's
1: better than Woj and Schefter, and they, they will admit it. He has just been doing it for so long. These guys are a lot younger than him, I'm pretty sure. Or they haven't been in the business as long as he has. But Ken has been, like, breaking stories and everything for, like, decades and decades. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was an insider for mlb network and he's been with him since their inception which i think was 09. i think they started in 09 something like that it was right when the phillies were good so i like to watch it <laughs> now right when the phillies oh, started like their decline it. yeah exactly well maybe mlb network's the one that cursed the phillies but that's a different story so Ken Rosenthal has been critical of the gm or the uh, gm the the fuck, what, what do they call him, the commissioner of baseball the uh, of Affleck, MLB. who is the worst commissioner Seattle I think Castro, in the
3: history of sports. <laughs> he, he, I mean, it's not even a debate anymore. Shame he, We, we hate
1: we hate Roger Goodell. We hate Adam Silver with passions.
3: This but has this been guy, an anti-Rob Manford podcast almost since its fucking inception. I remember guy, vividly shitting on Rob Manford years
1: ago on this podcast. Years ago, since he first took over for this, like this makes me like miss Bud Sealeek, and I, I didn't even like Bud Sealeek, but it makes me miss him. Is he still alive? I don't know. I got to figure that
2: out. (laughs) Yeah. All right. If he's not, I guess we're going to have a memorial next week.
1: (laughs) Right. So, either way, Rosenthal was critical of Manfred, which we all are. Every, every, not that. How about he's got to be in his 90s? Got to be. 80s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's 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 pushing. He's pushing it, baby. Let me tell you. Is right, James? (laughs) But he's still young enough to come back and be commissioner. That's, that's, that's all I got to say. Um, so, Rosenthal was critical of Manfred. Rightfully and, so. Uh, mm-hmm. MLB Rightfully. Network didn't like it. Obviously, MLB Network's owned by the league, which, you know, that doesn't give them an excuse, in my opinion. Um, but they didn't like it, and uh, they fired Ken Rosenthal. Well, People were what like, oh, happened not, is not...
3: Rob Manfred didn't like it, and Rob Manfred probably said, fire him.
1: Correct. Well, that's absolutely what happened, uh, which obviously is bullshit. It's uh, authoritarian as fuck it's uh egomaniacal as shit um it is insane and that pretty much sums up uh rob manford and it is like people are like oh is this like the stalin of sports yes yes it is it's yeah. yes it is it, he is the stalin of sports um <laughs> when when you have a guy who can't be criticized who can't take any Form of criticism from a guy whose job is to criticize you—that's literally he's his job. Kim,
3: he's the Kim Jong Un of sports.
1: Either one, insert authoritarian yeah. autocrat here. That's what he is, and it's—he—he—he's uh, killed a lot less people than a lot of those guys. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about like the whole authoritarian aspect of it. It's yeah, just totally killed uh, a lot, millions, probably millions.
0: This how many, guy, how many... this guy.
1: This guy is terrible. I mean, he is terrible. All the players hate him, and everyone always says, "Yeah, well, I wonder the why." Hate. The players hate all commissioners. Okay, that may be true, but uh, they hate him more than I've seen them hate any commissioner in in any sport. So, uh, it, it is totally insane. I mean, Ken Rosenthal is like the most respected reporter, certainly in baseball, um, by players, by fans, by even owners. Um, everyone loves Ken Rosenthal because he's good at his job and he's fair and for a reporter to not be allowed to be critical of a guy who's literally in charge of the entire league is totally insane totally insane and uh they silence Ken Rosenthal pretty much And MLB network I'll tell you what I'm boycotting them I-, I could say that and that's the that's literally the only channel that I like I is also the MLB network
3: this is uh, this actually ties back into <laughs> In a basketball, a little bit, but there, I don't know if you saw this. Well, there was well, a
1: and Newsmax.
3: There was a disagreement on Twitter. I'm joking, of course, there was a disagreement on Twitter between Draymond Green and a White Sox prospect. Uh, so Draymond Green said, "We flew in the day of the game after playing the night before and played another game." And then this White Sox prospect said, "In baseball, you take a ten-hour bus, sleep in a one-star hotel for five hours, and play for seven hundred dollars a month." Draymond. Now I just want to say because it kind of ties into the Manfred thing. Why is that prospect, uh, Cade, Cade McClure it looks like, why is he shitting on Draymond because the MLBPA is the worst players association or players union in all of the four major sports? The it's, reason, not to say the players are at fault for what Manfred's doing, obviously I don't believe that at all, but it, they are the weakest of the player unions. The NFL, but that, but, I don't know but much about the have, NHL, but... But, the N- but, they can't,
1: but they can't control what the minor leagues do?
3: That's what I'm saying, but, but what I'm saying... Different union the MLB union and the, is way weaker and has way less power way way less power especially the in the NBA, uh, NBA PA and the NFL PA like it's not Draymond Green's fault this guy's trying to like act like oh well we have it way worse like yeah but that's because your player unions are dog shit and they don't fight for you as hard as the MLB NBA PA
1: fights for them well yeah i mean i wouldn't attack draymond green i mean yeah a i just, say, man, I just thought it was like a mis- i thought it was
3: like misplaced uh misplaced hate by that uh, White Sox guy. The hatred, not that it belongs with the MLBPA, but you should look to them first and be like, you guys need to go harder for us, which they are doing right now, so you, I respect that.
2: Also, but man, the, owner, the, the tweet about the the COVID games, was that what it was?
3: Um, I think so, because it was about yeah. Draymond basically saying like how it was ridiculous about the amount of games they were playing and
2: yeah, having so to fly in
3: and play the same day.
2: Yeah, I, I I it's, it's ridiculous that for more than one reason. It's because of the fact that, uh, the the White Sox kid is probably not understanding where Draymond's coming from in that regard. Where it's just he's just like, "Hey, like you made us lose a game last or earlier in the week, and now you're making us play again." And then, oh wait, it gets postponed, and then we have to go and play another one the next day, and all this shit. Like, yeah, I get where Draymond's coming from because that's a whole load of bullshit. But that's a completely different subject because of the fact that it's COVID related. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it, well, whole yeah, thing I mean, the, yeah, that's
1: you can't even compare the two at yeah, all. Yeah, but uh, uh, but I understand the frustration of whoever the hell that guy is. In the in the minor leagues. Yeah. Um, by the way, the White Sox minor leagues have been in the press a lot more my like to my liking. You had the guy that literally retired <laughs> from baseball and then a week later came back. It's like the, they got a. And Tony Larusa, who's eighty seven thousand years old, is their manager. The whole thing doesn't make any sense. Isn't he? what? Like, um, don't you
2: love him? What?
1: Of course I love him, but I mean I wouldn't want him to manage my team.
2: Over Joe Girardi.
1: Over to Girardi? Uh, no, I, we got to give. Hey, we're giving Sirianni time.
3: <laughs> well, Sirianni got it together in, in, a, in a year. the worst
2: comparison I've ever heard of my life. Sirianni was able well, to get
3: it together within the same year. I'm not saying no, I mean, that, like, not, fired Girardi or anything,
1: but. I'm not defending the Phillies at all. I mean, I have no really stock in the Phillies. Yeah, no. I have no stock in the yeah, Phillies. What's,
0: why are you talking about the Phillies?
1: Well, because Vince brought it up you should yeah, be talking about the rangers yeah i i won't talk about the rangers but Same one escape. thing that i go ahead, no, go, ahead. No,
3: go ahead i i you finish
1: okay i hate this i hate this virtual thing because i feel like what i'm on you know? cnn what
0: well you got COVID, know? so
1: no oh, thanks for the update Taylor.
0: uh
2: <laughs> thanks as i'm like wheezing to death and shaking uncontrollably shaking. Oh, thank you he said he didn't have any symptoms i'm confused now
1: <laughs> well i think it was because i was drunk when i didn't have yeah. any symptoms well since yeah. we're at the end
3: of our since we're at the end of our sports talk here seamus how was your new year's uh day or the day of the mummers parade for you
1: well as we well both days were interesting
3: because uh,
1: as we know i, I am a mummer <laughs> and, uh, and it's well I'm a documented mummer. i'm a proud mummer i don't care what people say to criticize them they used uh ad hominems to criticize the mummers that's, as well, a, that's and a whole and other bullshit. story uh it's bullshit. There's a few app bad apples in the mummers because there's a few bad apples that live on before. planet on planet Earth. So um listen, uh everyone knows my politics and everyone knows that I'm a mummer. So think about that for a second. Uh we're not all bad. But I will say this.
3: It's just a real shame you had that dumb bitch from Twitter agreeing with you. Well listen, here's the thing. Shout out Vince to doesn't... uh that piece of shit media company that steals content too.
1: But, but go ahead, Vince. Famous. But, but here's my problem with you before I get into the mummers. You don't like to have any dialect with anyone that disagrees with you politically, which I no. think is not good. I think, well, it's, she, un- this, I think this it's specific
3: un- I'm not going to name a name, but the specific person we're talking about has made many transphobic, homophobic comments on Twitter. I have no reason to engage in... Uh, conversation with someone that thinks like that Now if me and you disagree on maybe like you know The second amendment or something uh, Something actually political we can talk about that And have a conversation but when your politics Are deeply invested in racist Hate uh, m- uh, misogynistic Well I guess not for her because she's a woman But homophobic like that kind of
0: stuff bigotry. That has
3: nothing to do with politi- bigotry when, you're, when your politics are invested in bigotry I have no reason to try To reason with you but if you want oh, to debate
1: Like policy sure we could talk about that I, I get that, but at the same time, I actually like talking to people with um, almost hateful views because I like to <laughs> try to it's figure tiring. out where you know, I like to figure out where they're coming from, and maybe plant a seed in them Listen. and explain my point of view to them, and see if they they can have a second thought. I
3: I agree with you, and you know when I stopped having that mindset uh, a couple months ago when I got it railed on Twitter for an opinion and I still to this day months later have fake text-free app numbers texting me threatening to kill my family because I'm a liberal that's when I stopped realizing that I can't reason with people like that oh,
1: okay okay but I think this specific person that you're talking about is wouldn't do something like that number one no but number two I, I disagree with her on virtually every single thing but I think that we can still have a dialogue. I think that that's fine. Fair
3: enough. Um, I just hate her because she shills for a company that steals content from everyone in Philly sports Twitter. So
1: I didn't know she worked mm. for uh, Fox News. Yeah. Oh,
3: okay. <laughs> but anyway, go on. I want to hear about how you blacked out by yourself. That's a spoiler so, for the story.
1: So, by the way, my brother, who's loves to respect my privacy, um, he just <laughs> loves it. I think Taylor sure uh, in the
2: living room. That's not private. That's a that's no, okay. I was
1: no, but that was my room on the day of the mummers. So I can't go to the parade, obviously, because infected. So I did the right thing, I stayed home and I blacked out. But I will say this um, it was a great day. I had the mummers on TV the whole time. I was doing the strut, the mummers strut to all the bands. And all, by the way, congratulations to all the winners on New Year's Day, all the brigades. You all look great. Um
0: Let me mask out there. They,
1: the band sounded great, and uh, I, I was very sad to miss it. Um, but I'll be back next year. So my day was good. Um, my brother kind of caught me slipping, as the kids would say. And uh, it wasn't really ideal But because he took a video. But, uh, yeah, I got a little drunk.
3: A little drunk is an understatement. He was black out by, like, 7 p.m. In full outfit. No,
1: but th-
0: In full <laughs> no, but outfit. That was the best part.
1: But that's an unfair... Uh, Thing to say <laughs> that I was blacked out because I remember everything.
0: Your phone was when in your hands morning. and you <laughs> looked like you were a dead body on the couch.
1: But that's like every night. Like, even when alcohol isn't involved.
0: I find that <laughs> that's just hard. That's
1: how baby. I am. I was tired
0: from alcoholics.
1: <laughs> and I woke up and I rallied. I
0: mean, because you didn't you were were blacked out. Blacked out. The whole
2: day. You didn't I woke respond. up.
1: I woke up, I rallied, and I drank some whiskey. Well, there you go. Um, so that's uh, that's
3: Seamus' New Year's Day. Uh, 2022, Year's. looking bright for for Seamus. Looking bright for all of us, hopefully. Um, anything you guys want to close the show with? We're in our final moments here.
1: I do want to say that Pat had a hell of a time up the mountains. That's all I'm going to say.
3: Yeah, let's leave it at that. <laughs> yep. That's all we
1: he partook in some unhealthy things and hopefully he gets all, all the tested. drinking man
2: all the drinking i hope he
1: gets i hope he gets to check out my liver cells
2: my liver cells yeah. may be, they might be lacking a little bit all the yeah, drinking take the a did. lot
1: of tests yeah a lot of tests
3: I'm
2: sure the blood's all good you know yeah
3: <laughs> all right all right that's that it all right well thanks guys for listening uh hopefully the next time we talk to you we'll all be together in person so like i can see be beautiful be. face in person yeah no fuck tobias harris
0: uh, go for baby. Play